one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hi, Narendra. Hi. Good morning. Nice to see you. Yeah. Man, man, I'm really confused. It's like you're way, way older than me, and then you just have to think that uncle Bulana, your friend Bhaiya Bulana, and I've talked to all these people, and I'm like, I refer to them by the first names, and just looking at you, just looking at all your accolades, I'm like, do I call him Serge? Do I call him Sir or not? Do I call him Doctor or not? No, no. Actually, and my parents. You talk about my parents have chosen a very nice name for me, right? And that's very powerful yeah. name today in India, right? So you can call me by that name only. <laughs> very powerful. <laughs> Most powerful like, name in India. I was like, is this? <laughs> I was like, is this like originating from my fear about the government, or is it about like, just like Narendra? It just sounds like a very, very heavy name. Like, no, no I cannot name. disrespect it. <laughs> yeah, dear, dear, you dear, don't. <laughs> God, damn, that, that situation is fucked real bad. But okay, I won't comment on that. They'll take me away for the decision. Anyway, yeah. okay. Anyway, so we're gonna start off. Uh, okay, so little background on you. You are. I I keep I keep on forgetting. What exactly? Uh, you work you work at Prithvi Air, right? Can you hear yes, me? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, yeah. I work at Prithvi Air. Yes. Yeah. So you're the chief research ecosystem operating operating officer. <laughs> <laughs> It took me 30 minutes to remember what exactly this means. Actually, so it's about this. It has its own explanations of what um, it's a massive role. Of course, it's a massive role out there, and uh, it's generally part of like all these startup incubations, ecosystems, and stuff. So, exactly, uh, what is your role at Prithvi? I'm very curious about. Oh, that's a very interesting question. I'm still trying to figure it out yeah. even today. So, as soon as come to know about it, I'll let you know. Okay, so frankly speaking, startups these designations are just names. Like age is just a number, right? You started with age thing. Uh-huh. So now, when age is just another number, right? So all this gray hair and all this, any will happen to everybody, to you also. But in my opinion, just a number. Similarly, <laughs> in startup, yeah, definitely. Similarly, startup this uh, designation is just another text, some text string. Ignore that, uh-huh. right? So uh-huh. uh, traditionally, okay. in, in uh, big big corporate houses, this designation refers to somebody who is uh, playing the role of crow cro the cro sounded like a crow in and crow is hindi it's like very uh, different connotation yeah. so of course i said this crow mm-hmm. is not good chief research officer uh, let me let me make it more hindi centric so i call it crio <laughs> from crow to crio that's the journey right so i do the role of crow which is typically in any any corporate organization is there so the primary mm-hmm. role what i understand is to connect mm-hmm. the research part of my organization to to the to the product which organization can build right and which which goes to market so basically any organization is created to to do what can you guess what's the purpose of creating an organization what's the purpose of creating i don't know getting all these people together and frustrating them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's nice that's that's that's, that's very interesting purpose yeah so people there are looking for a job and you become uh, uh-huh. you you become job creator and a job provider yeah. and then and then frustrate them that's mm-hmm. that's very nice purpose yeah <laughs> <laughs> actually we were talking about that like hey vyom tere bhi bal white ho jayenge i was like actually had this conversation with a colleague of mine we had the, we have the same hair but but the thing with him being like he also has curly hair i also have curly hair he just told me like 7 years late he's like 7 years older than me and i can just see him as my future he has a little bit of his hair thinning out and i'm like mere to chali jayenge tab tak i'm like i'm like 18 years old he's like 25 so i get the idea of it yeah i started anyway, i started so my gray hairs yeah so sorry uh-huh. to interrupt i'm just adding just one thing here i started uh-huh. my gray hairs at the age of 16 right i was i was just 16 year old when i first gray hair appeared on my head and uh, There's, uh, that time we used to study in Hindi. I don't know how much you understand Hindi, so I'll just quote from a very famous poet in Hindi. His name is Keshav. So we are reading Hindi in those days. Man, uh, I speak Hindi. Come on. Yeah. Don't, don't so I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just read out something from my memory. It just occurred uh-huh. to me right now. Sure. So 16 years sure. old. So yeah. Imagine 16-year-old Narendra having gray hairs on on head, right? Feeling very sad, and then Keshav comes to rescue, right? So what Keshav says here? Keshav says, Keshav Kesan Asikari. दुश्मन एनिमी तो केशव इज से 
His hairs have done something so damaging, which no serious enemy can do. And what that enemy can do, what what hairs have done to him, mrig naini gajigamini. All those, what do you guys, thirty six, thirty two, whatever you numbers, right? Those also numbers, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> right. So those uh-huh. numbers, right? They call him Baba. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Keshav. So you're you're. Okay, sorry. Go complete. Yeah, I was just saying that only. So Keshav says that at the age of sixteen is getting grey hairs. So all these uh, uh, sweet damsels are are calling him Baba, and he is beyond their age. <laughs> and they, but those damsels might be thirty so, years of age. Yeah, that's also possible. So you basically, like copy your life instances from poems. That's really interesting. That's a superpower, actually. I wonder how you do that. But anyway, moving forward. Okay, so basically, the format of this podcast is simple. we go through a rapid fire mm-hmm. i usually tell people like hey you have to describe this into one or two words but they end up describing it for 30 minutes which yeah. is amazing fantastic mm-hmm. exactly not my plan but mm-hmm. uh, we are here to break rules and structures so let's go yeah, I, I love, organizations yeah, right yeah, we are my love your structure because there is no structure no structure is best structure <laughs> <laughs> definitely like let the let the conversation flowing okay rapid yes. fire yeah. research research as a field uh, which research research as a field like research as general research as a field it's open because i have like uh, okay so i work at aircraft and uh, we are a research based research oriented company mm-hmm. like we have all these fellows we have all these consultants and like and we are like creating these problem sets and like working with them and like i mean no i'm not working with them i'm the community guy but uh, all these people are working with them and they are trying to help others realize that research is actually a very vast field and you don't have to be from an iit or a triple iit or like harvard absolutely. to just get just to get into research yes, absolutely yeah. so so if a person is like th- thinking ki hey ai is really cool and i have learned all these basic things these is run for jobs what if they run for research see research is something which you do very naturally isn't it you do not mm-hmm. do phd mm-hmm. or you do not do any iit or mit or stanford all that is not needed right when a kid mm-hmm. grows up right he is doing research he is exploring mm-hmm. the world around him through his own research and creating his own own kind of uh, impression or, or 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 concepts around the world which he is going to face in future right so research in my opinion is something very open very natural we are doing it naturally and people like get too much worked up when they say i am doing phd and then i am doctor i am <laughs> i am phil boss it's okay boss this all fine these all just degrees right <laughs> But ultimately, what are you going to do those degrees, right? Are the toilet uh-huh. papers? Because even majority degrees today they are toilet papers, my opinion. I'm, I'm being very, very vocal here, right? But trust me, and that's why guys like you, I, 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 I salute you because you don't go for those toilet papers. Anyway, so your question was, uh, what is research? And my opinion is open, and and and, and AI research, of course, uh, it's, it's still, uh, uh, I would say, when my first. Uh, uh, Encounter with AI happened uh, by a chance. I was just uh, mm-hmm. hiding in library for from somebody uh, of my engineering college, mm-hmm. and uh, there one book I just found is by Rich Knight. And in my first first time mm-hmm. in life, I read the title is Artificial Intelligence, and I got intrigued. Uh-huh. I got intrigued. What uh-huh. is what is artificial intelligence? For the first time in life, I read that uh, title of book and those t- uh, word together in my life. That one in library. That one by accident. I used to never go to library, mm-hmm. and that was by accident. I was there. I was hiding from somebody, and then that book I, I found mm-hmm. by Rich Knight, Professor Rich Knight. She wrote that book. Later, I discovered it was she. Uh-huh. Earlier, I was not uh, not aware it was she. <laughs> so, so, uh-huh. so her. Well, that's was, just internalized misogyny that we've been all taught that all these scientists are just men. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's go what ahead. That's what I'm hinting at. Yeah. So Rich Knight, she wrote. Uh-huh. Brilliant book! I, I just got that book issued because I got <laughs> I got uh, um, uh, intrigued by the title. That what is artificial intelligence? Mm-hmm. We all are intelligent. So what is the artificial thing? Uh-huh. How how do you create this artificially intelligent things or whatever? That that was uh, that was way back. I'm uh-huh. year. I think you may not have born that time, right? Uh, that year was I think ninety six or ninety seven, right? So, so I, I was born in two thousand two. Yeah. So you are not in existence at that time, right? So I'm talking about like, from that time when I was in my college and I was just yeah. I, I got that book issued, and that's how my journey mm-hmm. with AI started. And I got amazed that the way she explains in the book how computers can play chess, how computers can play TikTok, too. And I was a computer science student, so I, I and we are learning a language called C in those days, and then I started uh, kind of. Getting motivated mm-hmm. to write my own C program to play tic tac toe, 
and trust me me and my roommate mm-hmm. ashutosh so ashutosh and me mm-hmm. we teamed up in whole night we used to sit on paper and write the tiktok to program in c trust me it took us around 7 mm-hmm. days and a night to to create a good mm-hmm. enough program which can play with computer and that was mm-hmm. real real learning for us trust me we guys we were not we really had any classes you know classes then we used to go to go to them and we were there in nice illustration our college was in nice illustration near aniket and it was some winter uh-huh. time peaceful winter time major people had gone home it was winter break and and, and computers mm-hmm. of course very few computers in lab in those days no access to laptop laptop was not there of course and during 96 97 uh-huh. not there no gadget no mm-hmm. telephone connection even no distraction <laughs> nothing to go to like you you sometimes so you had nothing to do so you were like okay what's the one thing that we could do let's yeah. write the first like ai program anyone has actually written in our whole college yes. so you did that yes yes something like that Damn. i'm not taking credit for that because earlier my seniors must have done a lot of such similar work as part of their class work assignment but it was not assignment for us uh-huh. just a, just like a, a kind of something which you want to play with you just want to say make computer mm-hmm. play so that was the first code we started writing in c to make computer play tic tac toe with us and and beat us because those days we are hearing this news that gary kasparov was beaten by deep blue by ibm and blah blah blah, blah. all that was a big news mm-hmm. those days we thought how come this deep blue can beat kasparov so that's, that was kasparov's grandmaster right uh-huh and, and, and we were just uh, you know how the college life is right so just out of curiosity uh-huh. we started doing that and that journey is still continuing then i we left it means we just mm-hmm. stopped that point forget about this that code and all gone somewhere uh-huh. i don't have that code even today but learning is there with me and then fast mm-hmm. forward in 2005 when you were hardly 3 years old right in iit kharagpur <laughs> iit kharagpur i was training my first neural network on on matlab and then again after Ooh. some 3 months of struggle i given up i said this neural network is a shit thing is not going to work it makes a thing slow mm-hmm. and and the, the the kind of computing power i have with matlab is never going to work it's all trash 2005 i given okay. up on ai i said let me do something else let me do something from first principle this ai is is all trash matlab uh, i'm just quoting a very famous brand name here but but uh, part of uh-huh. the person who has created mathworks but trust me in 2005 it was uh-huh. it was shitty okay okay neural network which are which understandable are Yes, in five I given up. I said uh, I wasted my I wasted my four five weeks on that. Uh, four five precious weeks of my research career. I wasted mm-hmm. on that matter just to train a neural network because everybody is doing it. My guide says so why don't try neural network mm-hmm. on that? They say I said okay, let me try that. And I started using this MATLAB MATLAB libraries and all that. I wasted four weeks on that. Then I given up. I told my guide this all is shit. It's not going to work in real time because mm-hmm. I was creating uh, mm-hmm. making a video codec uh, which can work on uh, uh, embedded hardware. And ultimately, that is mm-hmm. the codec supposed to go to uh, uh, FPGA board, right? So that was the task here because ultimately we are supposed to process live video in real time. So if you are doing this mm-hmm. training on MATLAB and then maybe, of course, prediction was still faster, training was slower. But mm-hmm. I realized that you need to retrain someday. So retraining means your system will be down for a long time, or you will you will be processing the old data. I realized that if you mm-hmm. want to do the real, really real time, then your training should happen mm-hmm. say every day. So that is every day for mm-hmm. training. You need to spend uh, 72 hours. Those days, my model on neural network used to take 72 hours to get trained on simple mm-hmm. uh, video of of say 25 fps, right? Which is coming from uh, some normal camera, and we are processing it using those silicon graphics high-end machines. Now, now it is get NVIDIA DGX. In the 2005, it was silicon <laughs> graphics, uh, silicon graphics SGI machines. They were like most powerful machines uh-huh. on planet in those days, right? <laughs> that those those machines uh-huh. used to take 72 hours to train the AI model on neural network. Right, so I think even today with DJX we are not far away from that reality. You you train a deep learning deep learning model, it takes uh, almost uh, it depends on the kind of video you have, but still the processing power is still is not mature enough. It takes long time to I'm saying good mm-hmm. control lot long because given the current mm-hmm. uh, understanding of time, we we don't have that much patience to uh, wait for say even four hours for training, right? Yeah, right? So yeah. That's, I mean, I I. Yeah, I train my I I train my stuff from Google Colab generally, and uh, so Colab has what 16 gigabytes of RAM, right? And uh, it has 12 gigabytes of GPU, mm-hmm. and we have like what using a uh, Tesla K10, I guess, mm-hmm. as the GPU, mm-hmm. and it's it's crazy how <laughs> everything is just free. Yeah, it blows my mind. Yes. We have all this power. We have all this power. You were researchers back there, using the best computers in the world out there. Yeah. Now we're using uh, several folds. Of yes. the of the computing power that yes. you had, but for free. Yes. We are researchers. I'm, I'm a I'm a business major. 
like yes. I'm doing a degree in in like what business studies, organizational behavior, but I, I still have access to all of this, which is crazy. Okay, so you were complete. You were saying something. I think I was saying something. Is, uh, I was saying that this AI is something which is not the, the bottom line here. What I mentioned, I want to mention here, AI is something which is not new. It is just an idea whose time has come. Why? Because computing has grown tremendously. Uh, in 2005, we didn't have enough computing, enough libraries, and all thanks to this Google ecosystem, they have created Keras and they created uh, this TensorFlow and all that. Given this open libraries and all, that ecosystem is thriving. The 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 need or 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 creation of better tools using AI. So I think it's an idea whose time has come. It was it is there since last 60, 70 years. Just this night when she wrote the book, uh, it was I think 80s she wrote that book. 1970, 80 she wrote that. Mm-hmm. And uh, even I was mm-hmm. not born when the book was written, right? <laughs> so, so AI was there, right? I'm not saying in, in science fiction, I, this Asimov was there, and this Hitchhiker's um, uh, Guide guy, guy to Galaxy was there. So at, at the concept level, it was there. The scientific uh, journal, mm-hmm. scientific community publications were there, right? But still, the, the mm-hmm. maturity, computing power to, to translate that idea to real product or real prototype to real system was missing. And currently, you very correctly said. Given the computing power, those ideas are now slowly transforming. I'm saying slowly. That's very important. Slowly transforming into reality. Still, mm-hmm. we are far away from that real, uh, real AI, which can which can train in say, in, in a Ziffy, and you can predict much much faster than that. So that that is still still far away. Mm-hmm. And my opinion, mm-hmm. no matter how much computing power you increase, your Moore's law is is still in, in picture, right? You will saturate it in terms of computing power one day. So. merely increasing computer power not sufficient yeah you need to be smart uh, in in the sense that moving uh, away from these uh, ready made libraries that's this more 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 uh, uh-huh. i would say wise thing to do as a form. yeah please please yeah. Yeah, go ahead. You know, you know what I had, what I, what I had in my head was like, okay, so when you were saying that uh, computational power will plateau one day, Correct. I was like, yes, it will plateau. It it can go up always. It's like this curve is this curve looks exponential right now. It yep. looks like it will only go up, but development never goes exponential. Correct. It always settles down after me after a period of time. Yes, this is a pattern seen in everything in life. It's universal, yes. right? You can't go forever. And so this brings me back to an example. Okay, so 1970s, that the Ford. The Ford SUV that you'd buy in USA. So I think I read it in some book. I don't remember its name. So we made we made machines back then which guzzled oil so fast, yes. and they provided little power. Hmm. So here's what we did: we improved our tires and we improved the efficiency of consuming the fuel. Correct. And then we got better fuel that provided us with more density power. Like you get the idea, right? Yes. Like the amount of mileage mileage that fuel will provide is more dense as compared to the 1970s fuel. Yes. So. The fuel will improve, but as well as the machines have to improve as well. Yes. And that's how we keep away from getting to the plateau, and it it fascinates me so much. Yes. Like research can't only happen in that computational power; it has to happen in neural networks as well. Yes. So okay, so we have research people. Uh, that's what DNN does, right? Yeah. DNN is basically more into yeah. uh, deep neural networks. CNN, that's what. Yeah. Convolutional network. That's basically into at the neural network level you are you are now researching and and modifying. Mm-hmm. That's what these guys. Uh, Joshua mm-hmm. Benjou and Jeffrey Hinton all did right in 2012-2013 we published mm-hmm. the first paper on deep learning and they created mm-hmm. a company called Element.ai I think you are familiar with that company have you heard the company Element.ai created by deep learning Element researchers I have like a faded yeah. yeah like a faded memory about it yeah right. three gentlemen who wrote the first paper on deep learning research paper uh, from mm-hmm. Canada from uh-huh. Montreal University so mm-hmm. uh, one of these three who was like more like you <laughs> the business guy mm-hmm. uh, he was a researcher mm-hmm. come business guy and he uh, created this company called element.ai using canadian uh-huh. ecosystem mila canada mila like have sri stanford research institute so uh-huh. taking kind of cue from sri they created mila at in canada montreal toronto and all that area all the universities they come together and, and that mm-hmm. ecosystem given the uh, birth to uh, this deep learning research paper and systems later so they created this company called element.ai and Uh, that basically answers uh, the question which you asked first. That what is Prathvi AI does, or what my role at Prathvi AI? Prathvi AI is nothing but brazen. I'll not use what copy here. <laughs> brazen inspiration from <laughs> Element AI. Right? We are heavily inspired. Uh-huh. We are heavily inspired from Element AI. We, we we wish to replicate success of Element AI for Indian ecosystem. That's that's the idea we have here. Yeah. With that, we take this company. In 20, okay. On 25th October 2018. We got incubated at Kanpur, uh-huh. and that uh, that our inspiration comes from 
our founders experience with uh, mila ecosystem and element of ai because the founder was in, in, in canada at that time he studied the ecosystem and he liked this idea he said why, uh-huh. why can't we do something similar for india he is he's, he's hardcore nationalist so he said let me do something mm-hmm. for india <laughs> so he just replic- <laughs> he just, just replicating that model but you know india is not canada and we are having our own set of problems and we have our own set of solutions mm-hmm. guys i'm not going to care about problems here definitely we have our own set of solution and let me tell you very interesting thing a couple of days back i was listening to a webinar on iot in healthcare from some top guy in india um, sitting in okay. hyderabad right and talking uh-huh. in uh, iot in healthcare and within mm-hmm. 10 minute first 5 minutes his laptop was not working there was some problem operating system and blah mm-hmm. blah blah virus and all after 5 minutes started mm-hmm. quoting examples for us and i got pissed off us this is india indian healthcare needs different kind of interventions right you cannot give examples mm-hmm. from american uh, systems here it's mm-hmm. good to have learnings from there but totally. this is this this is a unique uh, kind of country and we have unique set of uh solutions and unique set of problems i think the solutions are more than problems we are we guys as a, as a, as a, as, a, as a community i think we are we are very innovative very jugadu right so we know how to solve our problems <laughs> exactly <laughs> right so we know how to solve our problems and we not we not we don't need uh, american uh, uh, solutions for indian prathara mm-hmm. or indian ecosystem so whole 90 minute webinar i was laughing out loud trust me i i literally i literally uh, kind of learned the meaning of this ro rolling on the floor laughing out loud a literally doing that <laughs> there was a big comedy webinar okay. for me yeah so yeah please please uh huh good 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 yeah, i was just saying that you have this so many senior scientists floating around in our ecosystem and they're like phd mpl uh-huh. dlit and all those all kind of funny degrees they uh-huh. have but but ultimately if you are trying to do copy paste from us without applying your mind that's not going to work do copy paste but please a, copy copy then think and then paste <laughs> if you just do <laughs> blind copy paste that's not going to work so copy and paste the think is important and sometimes it happens with me right like sometimes copy so much i forget to paste mm-hmm. it's all there in my clipboard <laughs> <laughs> so don't do that your, I mean, clip, your clipboard you can, become your clipboard become overcrowded so don't do that uh-huh. I mean, yeah, you can have all these PhDs, but you will have issues with PPTs, which which is funny, which is hilarious. I mean, yes. you should know how to make a PPT, right? Yes. So you were saying something. Did I did I cut you off again? No, no, no. no. You are on. Yeah, please. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's like so many questions I want to ask you, but uh, let's keep this simple. Let's go by the structure, no? So you graduated in electrical communication. Now these are like questions. You graduated in electrical uh, communication engineering. How did you end up in AI? that one book like you told me about 2005 uh, and you told me about uh, 19, 96 uh, 96 96 96 96 96 and uh, then what happened like after 2005 what happened how did you get into web because your research was everything is about like remote sensing and communications mm-hmm. as an electrical engineering right what happened yeah so that that's that's that kind of uh, i would say like typically confused indian 12th pass mm-hmm. student Uh, i was also mm-hmm. like that right so when i graduated in 12th mm-hmm. uh, i didn't know what is iit so somebody told mm-hmm. my father okay iit is the next big thing so better you put him to some coaching so i joined bsc program i joined mm-hmm. a coaching also and that's how i, I started preparing for iit and mm-hmm. then i didn't know what to do at iit to very honest so i just knew these three mm-hmm. words that i had to go to iit somehow and of course mm-hmm. uh, first attempt could not make it so whatever uh, whatever option i got i took admission there mm-hmm. and somebody told me then uh, when i got selected into the state engineering thing iit could not make it because this joint entrance examination that was uh, tougher mm-hmm. in those days also so i could make in first time i could make make out to this uh, combined entrance examination um, of of up state those days up and uttarakhand mm-hmm. all they were same it was not separated mm-hmm. and then uh, somebody told me which branch to took so i i reached out to only engineer my whole family he was civil engineer in, in some some pwd kind of thing in up state government so i told, i went to his place and asked him which branch should i take he said civil is the best branch mm-hmm. but if you're getting computer science that's upcoming thing so you better take computer science then i went for counseling i had only two mm-hmm. things in mind computer science or civil <laughs> so only two options uh-huh. so i was standing in the queue a lot of nits were open at that time so somebody offered me nit surat mechanical engineering i said nit surat mm-hmm. mechanical what is that i don't know what is mechanical so i, I was standing in queue my, mm-hmm. no parent nobody to guide i didn't take the same then and there decide the branch and move on i said that mm-hmm. when people after me said decide quickly we are also in queue so there is a no and i did surat mechanical no then i said and i did surat kal civil i said mm-hmm. civil i don't know even what is civil but my, my uncle suggested civil 
But somehow he said no. I don't know why. Then the, he said mm-hmm. KC Dwarhard computer science. I said computer science something new because I, I, those days computers started <laughs> to appear. So I, I just I, somewhere I also had that deep desire to learn computers. So I said give me computer science. Then I took computer science mm-hmm. in this old uh, new college. I was fourth batch of that college mm-hmm. uh, in in UP mm-hmm. state in those days. Uttarakhand was not there. Mm-hmm. It was not formed. The struggle was mm-hmm. going on. And uh, so this, mm-hmm. uh, I joined that computer science engineering in that college, and that's how uh, I, for complete two years in that college I studied computer science engineering, along with electronics and communication engineering. But after two years, mm-hmm. I realized that uh, the lab facility. I'm, I'm tinkerer, means I used to I love playing with mm-hmm. devices. I used to open the computer and then mm-hmm. once I was, uh, opened the lab computer, so lab staff got angry at me. <laughs> Why did you open this computer? It's common property. You cannot open it. <laughs> so I said, find what to do then. Then I said, okay, electronics. Jail me, dal do. Jail me, dal do. Yes. Jail me, dal do. He, in fact, he literally banned me. He banned me from lab for seven days. He said, you can't come to seven lab for seven days <laughs> because you opened the computer. You made a big crime. So I said, fine, I'll change my branch. So I changed my branch to electronics and communication uh-huh. engineering, and that's how uh, I got graduated. You see, but <laughs> but that tinkering continued. <laughs> So you were like you were like back then you were like Ranchur Das Chancher Banna Three Idiots Wala. So he just opened uh, up computer up and they were like, "Chalo, ab CS nahi milega. CS mein jaake you dive into uh, communication and it basically changes your life. Like your whole trajectory of life just changed around because you opened that one computer." Yes, yes, yes. It blows my mind how tiny decisions influence our lives so much. So actually, electronics was I like used like more because they had breadboards and I I, I remember as a computer science uh, B Tech, I enjoyed preparing uh-huh. my first PCB. was printed circuit mm-hmm. board i can see something something tangible in front of me and that was working i could mm-hmm. i could i could i could i could connect a battery to it i could drive an led and led was glowing mm-hmm. that was like amazing for me even i don't know whether it was jing or it was simply physics but it was amazing your mm-hmm. own pcb which you created in your your own electronics lab and that pcb you, you basically no wires all those uh, printed circuit board was there and just put that led there mm-hmm. solder to two legs of led and then connect a battery to it a small coin uh, cell and then led glows with a switch you can do on off that was like amazing thing for me first thing uh, i was in first year mm-hmm. at that time that was amazing uh, first year you do pcb workshop that not is not there mm-hmm. a lot of uh, i remember when i was doing btech we used to do all those things we been say like computer science engineering was combined of all this mechanical civil we used to do soldering we used to do uh, welding we used to do this uh, job making in, in iron uh, iron smithing carpentry all that was part of our curriculum and that too in first year and we used to curse that बस हम लोग इंजीनियर बनने आए कि मिस्त्री बनने आए मिस्त्री बना देंगे तुम्हें हम लोग कहते थे यार ये जॉब तो वैसे लेकिन चल दुकान खोल के बैठे क्या रहा हूँ and seriously that was situation so they that they didn't realize they are teaching training us all this because they know job mm-hmm. to training engineer की तो जॉब जॉब मिलेगी वही कर ले इंटरेस्ट भी था that college जो मतलब इंजीनियर हाँ इ So, so there was a time when I used to. Yeah, so I was telling the same thing. So ECI graduated. Uh-huh. Then no jobs because uh, only companies used to uh-huh. come on hills was uh, Air Force and then Indian Army, mm-hmm. Navy, mm-hmm. Uh, DRDO. Those kind of companies used to come on our campus. But all these so-called mm-hmm. uh, Bora companies, uh, private company, private Bora companies, I would say. Uh, the mm-hmm. word Bora is quote unquote here. This is Hindi Bora, right? Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm hinting at, right? So all these Bora companies used to recruit in masses from these famous uh, campuses uh-huh. uh, like Triple M, UT nowadays. Those days it was Madan Mohan Malvi Engineering College, then other HBTI mm-hmm. Kanpur, and then you had University of Rudki, Rudki Engineering College. So all those colleges, these companies used to go and and kind of uh, recruit in masses. So they never used to come to hills mm-hmm. now because the HR was finding it too difficult to climb on hill. So we used to go <laughs> go downhill to Delhi. So Delhi was closest uh, uh, kind of campus uh, recruitment uh-huh. place for us. And I used to feel like, why to go for this? Uh, go all the way to Delhi, uh, spend one night in train, bus, and all, and then attend interview and then come back. And what you'll get at the end? You'll get job in some consultancy company, right? Mm-hmm. And I was reading because I was very aware in those days. I used to spend a lot of time on newspapers. So I was reading how this consultancy business is going in those days, and even I am a electronics guy, right? I am not a computer science guy, right? So my choice. So <laughs> I said, let me not go to these mm-hmm. companies. I will let me find something in core branch that electronics. So that was not there. Uh, you know, electronics manufacturing mm-hmm. was not there in those days in India. Now it's slowly coming up. Even today, it's not there. Chandigarh mm-hmm. and, and Bangalore were two important hubs in those days where you could do some kind mm-hmm. of uh, commercial or production-related 
production ready i'm sorry production ready mm-hmm. uh, electronic manufacturing electronic device anything a pcb i mm-hmm. could do in our lab also in our college the pcb manufacturing was there but making this really production ready circuits and all was not there at all so mm-hmm. we had only option to to go to iits and that was another kind of that kindling desire iit stamp so that was next attempt mm-hmm. to enter into iits we, we decided me my roommate all that around 10 people in that college we decided we'll not go for this job mm-hmm. and all let's prepare for gate graduate aptitude test in engineering and uh-huh. we started preparing for gate in those days were not in fashion trust me when when we wrote that gate mm-hmm. exam only 3000 people appeared in computer science gate 3000 that's it and that's today, it. If, you see the, if you see the stats all over india i'm saying lakhs yeah just 3000 people yes and and my 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 other friend anshu he got third rank he didn't prepare at all he was just just very proper <laughs> he got third rank in gate <laughs> what was uh, the year huh? what was the year when he got like third rank gate 98 1998 1998 gate you can check hardly 3000 people in computer science third rank gate was my uh, uh, next ruby anshu tandan like used to call him don and he was real don he was uh, <laughs> 90, he was he was 94 csc 0 0 i guess yeah he was 94 csc 02 anshu tandan 94 csc 03 i, mm-hmm. I was 94 csc 03 and ranking was on the basis uh-huh. of your interest rank 94 csc 01 was uh-huh. sanjeev garg who is right now in us 94 csc 02 is anshu tandan who is sitting in singapore right now he's doctor anshu tandan now phd mm-hmm. and uh, i am 94 csc 03 talking to you <laughs> so that was our top csc <laughs> guys from that college and he was third ranker in gate and i was in electronics so electronics are more crowd and i think mm-hmm. we, uh, that year when when i uh, when we got the branching six people from csc shifted to ec and no reverse mm-hmm. brain drain happened <laughs> so we six mm-hmm. actually transferred from csc to ec so i was later when i graduated my roll number was 94 ec 31 You got up to 30 were interest basis 31 was first guy to switch from csc to ec so my roll number was mm-hmm. csc 31 and my i somehow managed to uh, get admission at iit delhi uh, given my mm-hmm. poor gate rank and all still i was i was there at iit delhi and that was like <laughs> i had a poor ga- i had i had a poor gate rank so i got into iit delhi yes, perfect yes. <laughs> this is 1998 <laughs> yes. and and in those days i think in electronics uh, you had this hardly 7000 people right So out of the seven thousand uh-huh. people I had, I, I mean, my like Anshu was fortunate. He he got third gate rank and he got admission into IC Bangalore. And I had poor gate rank, so I got mm-hmm. into IIT Delhi. And my my Ruby Dashtosh was my co-coder in in that Tic Tac Toe program in 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 C. Mm-hmm. He got uh, I think gate rank uh, within within thirty, and he he also got IC Bangalore. Mm-hmm. Two two students from my batch, one from CSC, one from IC, gone to IC mm-hmm. Bangalore, that Indian Science Bangalore. And two from my batch again, mm-hmm. me myself and Rakesh. We got to IIT Delhi, and we were having poor gate rank. We had poor gate rank, and that's why we went to IIT Delhi. <laughs> why is it poor? Because uh, we were dreamt for IIC Bangalore. But IIC is a dream for any anybody who wants to do something big in life, right? When when we actually when we were mm-hmm. doing this engineering entrance, we thought IITs are best. But uh, two years down mm-hmm. the line, and listening from our seniors who were there in these different IITs and Indian Science, we realized India, if you want to do something big, Indian Science is the place to be. And that that mm-hmm. all the rankings also say today, right? In this science, even today mm-hmm. is is at the forefront of research. IITs are still doing a slow catch-up job. Yeah, IITs yeah. doing slow catch-up job. I, I think I, IIT ranks like above the above IITs when it comes to research. Yes, yes, yes. We are well aware of that. That's why I made this statement that because of poor gate rank, we got to IIT Delhi. IIT is of course. Are you telling me? Try telling that someone, Abhi. ठीक है, poor gate rank लिया थे, IIT Delhi मिल जाएगा. right so uh, okay uh, and uh, that was like big big career transformation uh-huh. and then I, i graduated in communication radar engineering uh, from it delhi we fought a lot with uh-huh. authorities those days why this radar we, we don't know what is radar we just know full form right uh, those days that i don't uh-huh. recall like i think okay, what is it radio detection and ranging that's the full form right radar and we had no idea we, mm-hmm. we, we thought something by stalwarts like professor bharti bhat professor shibal kishan call mm-hmm. and and whether bharti bhat is is the lady whose name appears in abdul kalam's book wings of fire if you read wings of fire carefully mm-hmm. bharti bhat name is there abdul kalam has acknowledged mm-hmm. her so 
she was mm-hmm. one of the teachers who taught us and we were very impressed by her, <laughs> her, her teaching style her, her delivery and all that so that was it. then i realized uh, even it's have got excellent professors and um, and not everybody mm-hmm. is is like i i see also of course of course i see got much uh, better ecosystem and much better infra and much better funding uh-huh. but iit delhi also had had excellent professors professor bharti bhai professor uh, this is sridhar roy then professor shivdak joshi professor arun kumar these are these are like star wars mm-hmm. today also they have these empirical videos of these people you will listen mm-hmm. to it and they are really good so bharti bhai she never made any empirical video right? she was like she she, uh-huh. she was in class only that was like exclusive offer only for classroom people <laughs> so that, that was the kind of thing we had and then professor shantri choudhary of course he used to teach us uh, he had an pitel video he, his lab i used to love a lot even though i was in communication i used to go to professor shantri choudhary's lab at uh, uh, iit because that lab has best computers mm-hmm. in, in in campus those same silicon graphics mm-hmm. machines iris operating system and all that that was their multimedia lab and i had a lot of friends in this mm-hmm. uh, uh, computer technology branch so electrical department of it delhi had mm-hmm. a very interesting branch for computer technology and those days also it was headed by and it is branch head of shantri choudhary only and uh, that uh, computer technology uh, was like used to fill first and i never applied for computer technology i didn't know uh, because i was into that junction of this uh, ec and csc so i wanted to go mm-hmm. to more into communication i loved that communication part of it mm-hmm. so uh, that's why i wanted to do communication engineering but that was my choice not by mm-hmm. not by compulsion Mm-hmm. and uh, this computer tech was like people were taking it but two branches in those days in mtech masters was was uh, very popular the best funded branch was vgtt that is vlsi design technologies so funded by industry primarily nokia and st and mm-hmm. your uh, ericsson and all this uh, mm-hmm. vlsi kind of companies free scale in those days so, the, they were uh-huh. they were funding the whole so, program so best best scholarship was there in that, that program yeah So basically, designing had the best scholarships back then, like nine, uh, yes. like nineteen ninety eight, like early two thousand. Yes, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, nineteen ninety eight. And VDT was VDT was heavily funded branch, and the the guys used to get around uh, twice to thrice of the scholarship we were getting. That was huge. Heavily, even today it is heavily funded. Even today, if we talk about current EC electrical head of uh, uh, IIT Delhi, let's say head Professor Jayadeva. Mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. he, I was talking to him some one week back uh, for this call like this, and asked him, sir, do you have this VDTT mm-hmm. uh, alive even today? He said, yes, it is there. Said, Who is funding all the companies which are funding it now? Now getting closed, or they are running losses. Nokia was one of the funders at that time. <laughs> he said, no, no, we are, we, we are, we are getting, we are getting very good fund. Don't worry. He said, fine. This, this is a news for me. Mm-hmm. So that VDTT is even today You've, the top most branch. Yeah, and he is head of department right now. VDTT. Yeah. Uh huh. You had a hell of a run. With yes. Uh huh. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Please. Please. Go ahead. I'm done. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. Yeah. You had a hell of a run. Yes. What was what was that aha moment when you realized that okay, uh, gate de diya. I didn't even reach. Now, now AI is going to go. Like, what was that breaking into that field? What was your break? Which me? I don't know. 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 I don't इंडिया This is this is this is this is capital. This is the culture. Enjoy. <laughs> so for him, it was it was big cultural shock because he was for the first time from Chennai. He was in he was in Delhi. That that I could realize later. Mm-hmm. His name was Nilakantan. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, not Niranjan. Niranjan was a J rank two, J rank one in those days because he was also part of uh, mm-hmm. some IIT J rank one. Niranjan Nilakantan, but he was not Niranjan Nilakantan. He was Matka. Mm-hmm. Niranjan Nilakantan was Matka. Uh-huh. We take we take. He was in IIT uh-huh. Madras, but this Nilakantan was in IIT Delhi. Uh, With me in Kannad place, <laughs> so mm-hmm. then we realized this like it's complete new world open in front of us, and we are like more interested in exploring this world than going to classes or or, mm-hmm. or learning from these stalwarts. So only few stalwarts could could attract us to their classes. Otherwise, we two, me and Rakesh, were friends since uh, our undergrad days, and we got three third mm-hmm. idiot there. He was a commander, lieutenant. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was from Navy, mm-hmm. and uh, his name was Shaker. Uh, uh, Lieutenant Shaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used to come in uniform. Mm-hmm. So he was a part-time M-Tech guy, and he was doing by 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 choice. No, but no, Navy didn't compel to send him for M-Tech and all. He was there by choice, and we got we developed mm-hmm. friendship. 
and that was also because of uh, his accident while exercising in gym he pulled his muscle and all see <laughs> he went to army hospital that bhola kumar army hospital there na she was admitted there and he mm-hmm. said you why didn't you do, attend now all the classes because i am i am a part time student i might fail mm-hmm. if i don't attend all the classes so you attend the classes on behalf mm-hmm. and can you teach me every day and just update me what's happening in courses which you are doing together so we are doing all the courses together in communication engineering so we said okay let me do that and he has given us key to his lml vespa in those days and that was like best thing for us right we used to take loan from our friends fill the petrol and then <laughs> roam around delhi mm-hmm. with that lml vespa and, and teach him also one hour in his in a hospital day so whole days we used to just ensure that we somehow get these notes without attending mm-hmm. classes right and and transmitted those notes to him <laughs> in his hospital bed so that's how we studied it i think Right? and some some professors Damn. of course we they they were like we were like of the attitude that if you are good we'll come to the class if you're not good boss we are happy outside uh-huh. if you need attendance <laughs> we'll come and sign our attendance and go outside right and it's like very very accommodating uh, it were really accommodating like trust me no professor forced uh-huh. us to come to class all the exams for us were uh-huh. open book so that's why we were all more open that we know that exams are open book so what to go what to mug up there's no no point to mug up right if you go to class uh-huh. you still trust me The, the, we we realize that if you attend classes, you can solve your mm-hmm. open exams in a better way. If you bunk classes, then open exam also doesn't help. Means you you you'll flunk. That's for sure. And that's what just showed up in our grades, right? So we, we flunked badly in first semester, and there was mm-hmm. a real shocker. And then we started realizing, boss, let's come back to life because it's hardly a very short program. We are not here for eight semesters like undergrads, so we cannot copy them. We are matkas, so let's stay matka and and kind of <laughs> become more. <laughs> kind of serious, and then that's how we started. So AI was not there. And to answer your question, AI mm-hmm. was not there. We are just doing mm-hmm. this fun on campus and learning some engineering. Uh, like for example, we are enjoying uh, making our first strip line antenna at Center for Applied Research uh-huh. in Mathematics. The antenna which comes from a mobile phone. We when we are we are learning antenna course in our uh, undergrad days. I ask this question always uh, to my professor. Professor really nice. Professor Vimal Singh from uh, mm-hmm. MNRC. He was a visiting faculty there. At, and he was teaching us electromagnetic theory and antenna course and uh, he answered right. very 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 calmly he said antennas do not be protruding out always like we see we saw tv antenna those mm-hmm. days we saw so many antennas around us and all they were always protruding out so he predicted that mm-hmm. antennas will be flat they will not be coming out of the device and if you remember old mobile phone mm-hmm. model antennas were protruding out but slowly when nokia came these antennas mm-hmm. become flat and there was no antenna visible right mm-hmm. it was like invisible uh, part mm-hmm. of a circuitry and we were so fortunate that uh-huh. in those days drdo funded that lab professor bharti bird to sk call were there heading that lab and they uh-huh. kind of given given us the hands on experience of fabricating that antenna in lab that was awesome experience we could see that antenna uh, at let's say some uh, very high frequency it was not at your uh, gsm communication frequencies but it was mm-hmm. at uh, we could do it at, at the i think 10 gigahertz 15 gigahertz 20 gigahertz kind of strip line mm-hmm. microstrip antenna we could fabricate that kind of facility was there in those days at actel so that uh, even mm-hmm. today that these labs are released at once so, uh, so, so like we used to have the fre- higher the frequency the better Or to lower the frequency, depends. the better. Depends, depends. It depends what depends you call better. Depends on the application. Yeah, depends on the use. Yes. Mm-hmm. See, uh, so when it comes example, to mobile phones, so when it comes to, ah, go ahead, go ahead. I'm saying the same. For go example, ahead. right now we are talking to each other using uh, 2.4 gigahertz in in access network, right? I'm assuming about 5 gigahertz. Depends what kind of Wi-Fi mm-hmm. router you have. So that's 5 gigahertz. 5 mm-hmm. gig. That's my first hop is there, right? I'm running uh, my call on Wi-Fi. So my device is connected over Wi-Fi, 5 gig or 2.4 gigahertz to to my nearest router. From there is going over fiber, mm-hmm. right? But suppose that is also wireless, right? Suppose I'm running a hotspot to connect to nearest tower, right? So there we have this mm-hmm. LTE, and you have signals of the 20 megahertz band and signals uh, of the uh, order of uh, what's the frequency there in LTE, uh, 4G network. Depends on the band. Uh, mm-hmm. is, uh, 20 megahertz is the bandwidth, but what is the higher frequency and lower frequency? You can Google and find out. But let me just recall uh, uh-huh. uh, what is what is upper frequency of the LTE band. It depends. I think it, that is upper order of order of I think that uh, six seven gigahertz if I remember correctly. But you can always Google and find out. So that's happening in six mm-hmm. seven gigahertz range, right? Five gigahertz over for Wi-Fi uh-huh. and five six gigahertz also on 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 that uh, uh, hotspot to tower, right? So that's I, I don't mm-hmm. know what what do you call it? Is it low frequency or high frequency? And current mm-hmm. state of the art research is happening. In in the area of millimeter wave, that's 30 gig and above. 
or, or 60 gig or something, mm -hmm. we started creating devices. Very difficult to create devices at that rate range because higher the frequency, lower the wavelength, right? That you understand, physics. Mm -hmm. But don't Google, Definitely. forget about it. <laughs> don't Google, forget about that. <laughs> I was actually Googling <laughs> it. No, no, forget about that. So, see, Google is like extension of, of your your existence, right? If you don't remember, your yeah. Google is there, right? But no exam is going on. Definitely. Even, even if it's 20 giga, it doesn't matter, right? Leave it. The point I'm trying to make yeah. here is that the higher the frequency, lower the wavelength, lower the antenna size, and more the interference. Mm -hmm. So things okay. become really tricky and really challenging if you go uh, beyond 50 gigahertz. Imagine uh, five mm -hmm. years down the line, maybe people will, will start creating devices which will be invisible to your naked ear. Means antenna will not be visible to you, but still it will it will be radiating and, and communicating. Mm -hmm. That will be real fun. Right now, still you can see that antenna because it's still in that uh, micron range, right? Uh, micrometer range, micrometer range, you still can see it using your hand uh, microscope and all, right? But millimeter antenna, you can very easily see. The current research in, in, in communication engineering is happening at the millimeter wave range. So, millimeter wave means the antenna size mm -hmm. typically of the order of millimeter, that's wavelength. And uh, theory says that mm -hmm. typically your antenna should be uh, lambda by 2 or lambda by 4. That's the, that's the thumb rule, right? If you want to fabricate yeah. antenna, you just find, calculate the lambda, because F lambda, you know mm -hmm. the Gulf standard formula, F, you, F, suppose F mm -hmm. is 30 gigahertz. What is your uh, lambda? You can calculate very easily, right? Simple. 3 into 10 to the power 8 divided by you. 30 gig, uh -huh. right? How much is that? Right. I'm just, I'm just taking a math test now. You can you can do that Google. 3 into 10 to the power 8 yeah. divided by 30 into 10 to the power 9. That is 3 into 10 to the power 10. So that is 0 0.01. 0 0.01 is what? 1 uh -huh. centimeter? How much is that? Just my, my verbal calculation is 1 centimeter. We'll just find out how much is that. What is lambda for uh, 30 gigahertz? Lambda for 30 gigahertz. Let's see. Oh no, it's going it's it's going to uh, confuse me. Can't Google it. It's giving me okay no frequency wavelength chart. Let's see. Not Google can also not give you like accurate examples even though they have worked very hard on the search engine. So, so we are looking for the wavelength, right? This is an interesting exercise to do. I'll just tell you what, why I'm doing this. Yeah. Tell me. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. And also just take a piece piece of piece of paper and pen. You can do it faster. You know what? Let's skip this because I have so many questions for you, and we actually. <laughs> right. So, bottom line here is that AI is good till uh -huh. humans can use it judiciously, right? Sometimes humanity uh -huh. is better. If you do paper pen calibration, you can come up with, like I did verbal calibration, and I said it should be 0 .01, uh -huh. uh, 0.01 meter, that is uh, 1 centimeter. That's why verbal calibration. Uh -huh. I may be wrong. But I know, I know the ballpark mm -hmm. figure. I know the ballpark. It can be one centimeter, it can be ten centimeter, it can be one millimeter. The point one centimeter, that's ten millimeter. I don't know, but I know the ballpark number mm -hmm. without even googling. Are you getting it? Makes so sense. that's the difference yeah. between human intelligence and artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence is an extension of your faculty called intellect. Intellect is your human faculty, mm -hmm. but let AI remain an extension of it. If you make it uh, kind of superior to your intellect, it is going to rule you and going to confuse you. Right? You need you to decide one thing that to Elon... Google and not to Google. Uh -huh. that, that's a very important thing. Mm -hmm. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Like Elon... Yeah, I do. It's like Elon Musk even has said it, saying that uh, we don't necessarily want AI to surpass us. We yes. don't have to do that. We have it to be in a symbiotic relationship with AI and humans, like together. You just, we don't you just have to down, let it surpass us. just note down Narendra Shukla theorem for uh, artificial intelligence. AI can never... Doing never that right now. Yeah. Uh, uh, Artificial intelligence can never ever surpass humans and I have very good reasoning for that. If you have time, I can tell you reasoning, otherwise in some other talk we can talk yes, about Yes, you better tell me that. Like one of the questions that I noted for you was, yeah, I was noted for you was like, what's the craziest thought you have about AI? This might be the craziest one, let's go. AI will never pass humans. How and yes, why? How? Because I think it will. Never. Never. How and why? Okay. So how? think about think about cognition pyramid, you know cognition? Human cognition? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah, the basic right. thing in AI and cognition is data, correct? Mm -hmm. You have data, right? yeah. AI also you have data, you mm -hmm. train your model on data. From data, mm -hmm. you put a filter called context and you derive something called information. Mm -hmm. Yes? Mm -hmm. Most basic okay. thing in data sciences, uh, that's why you call it data sciences also. That is a new paradigm of science where data is your new oil, data is the new key, right? So data. From data, you derive data is useless otherwise. Data is all garbage. If it, if it just I show data mm -hmm. to you, it look all garbage to you. Mm -hmm. To computers, it is all garbage. So unless you mm -hmm. apply a filter called context to the data, the data is garbage. So 
once you apply filter called context and look the data in with one angle for example i show you this phone uh, this one is there i show you one phone and ask mm -hmm. you what is the color of the phone mm -hmm. i can say like it's white or it's it's black or it's so blue what is this because i can recall yeah so your neural network mm -hmm. is telling you it is white now i'm talking about matrix right yeah. your matrix is telling you it is white uh huh right so neo right. <laughs> this black or this phone is blue i say ki first my brain recognizes that this is a phone in front of me uh -huh. that and then it realizes that okay this phone is there i can now recognize the phone it has the camera thingy now i know it's a phone and now i can see that the majority of this is covered with uh, a particular color i take out the color i look through my database i find the color and i give the color to my human but so are, again that's a very specific task yeah so let me just let me just simplify job for you so from that yeah. so much data you are putting a context when i ask question to you what is the color of the phone so you understand meaning mm -hmm. of word color you understand meaning mm -hmm. of uh, uh, what is what is your sensors are seeing right now and your your that's a that's a query query image or query scene which is there in front of your sensors called eyes and then your brain is processing it based on the trained neural network which you built over over say 18 years in of a life so far mm -hmm. and then neural network is telling you that it is white and this is very far away Yeah. Right now it's happening. It's very right? far away when it comes to when it comes to like okay, so what's happening? Right, what's happening right now? I can tell that this is like uh, <laughs> I can't even tell. It's like blue or it's like green mix of blue green. So I'd say this is blue green because I have trained my brain over the past 18 years. This yes. is artificial general intelligence. It's yes. not just artificial intelligence. It's yes. not just particular task I'm doing. It's general intelligence. Yes. And even if you search up the definition for artificial general intelligence, it's it's hypothetical. It does not yes. exist. Yes. So. That's see, the thing about it. You, you are seeing this white or a green or blue, but somebody who is color blind, uh -huh. what about him? He'll say it is gray. Color blind? Yeah. Uh -huh. He'll say it is gray. Okay. Gray, right? So who is right and who is wrong? Uh -huh. Both are correct. Both somebody, are correct. Somebody who has got less cones in the eye will call it gray. You have more cones in mm -hmm. your eye. You are calling it blue. Blue is green. Green mm -hmm. is blue. And mm -hmm. answer is mm -hmm. not wrong. Both are right. That guy mm -hmm. sees only gray. you see only blue or white so that's how your neural network is trained right so what is seeing is not real anyway that's a different philosophy altogether i'm not i'm just answering your question <laughs> why i cannot why i cannot surpass human intelligence i'm just to come back to that thing uh -huh. so this uh, uh -huh. this this query called phone color what is color of the phone and you answering mm -hmm. this bluish gray or grayish blue or, or or somebody else answering it as gray or somebody mm -hmm. else answering it white right so they mm -hmm. all the answers are correct but these answers are basically Uh, deriving information out of the data by putting a filter called context so that context is deciding the color trust me the context decides the color if i change the lighting condition your color will change your eyes will start seeing different color altogether no matter how good your eyesight is even at 6 by 6 your color will change just oh. i change the context oh are you getting what i'm trying to yeah. say here i change the yeah. light to red light and information changes so information can be altered just by changing context yes or no damn so we have what ai doesn't have we have context yes and that's, that's why ai still, cannot exactly still, still, surpass still, still, it still so easily let, let me move on let me it's a cognitive pyramid so we are ai let me move on further now from this information we humans are very good at deriving knowledge that's what mm -hmm. when when you become knowledgeable we write books isn't it so from yeah. data we derive information that's the context from information we derive knowledge right we okay. have a knowledge that uh, see somebody who is who is like uh, uh, who is very good at uh, this mobile phone market uh, maybe i have not done you know googling so i'll ask him uh, knowledgeable person in my family hey which is the best phone to buy today mm -hmm. he tell me okay these are features this is the brand name this is the site go and order he has that knowledge mm -hmm. he has collected all the information from different sources and applied his intelligence to create that knowledge that's his creation i have option i can do my own googling and my own research and come up with the knowledge so my knowledge will be different from that expert's knowledge so these systems are called knowledge driven systems or expert systems 
still all this can be coded into ai so far machines are humans no different data information knowledge we have this knowledge based systems expert systems and doing specific tasks so this kind of systems exist like you have this uh, ic bangalore recently made this uh, asha nurse it's a robotic uh, nurse she can treat covid mm-hmm. patient because nurses are scared to go to covid patient even touch them eh? so they created uh-huh. this asha nurse is a robot humanoid uh, thing she can actually mm-hmm. uh, i don't know whether they call it she or it or he is <laughs> just a humanoid mm-hmm. robot right which speaks like mm-hmm. a female looks like a female but it's not a female it's just a machine mm-hmm. and it's a nurse yeah. supposed to do nursing job so these are knowledge based systems mm-hmm. she cannot do anything else if you ask her to cook mm-hmm. she cannot do she is mm-hmm. trained for a specific task a specific knowledge driven system that she can go to covid patient and and, and do xyz task the set of tasks she can do i'm still using this word she quote unquote because to to a normal patient <laughs> it, is, it is human to a nurse only she cannot distinguish between mm-hmm. human nurse or machine nurse mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Uh, as far as those tasks right. are concerned, right the the patient and nurse relationship as far as that is concerned there is no distinction between that humanoid nurse asha and and a, and a female nurse uh, which is treating except the emotion part of this so that is not coded yet so so far so good no difference dik so i call it dik dik wise both definitely dik is data information uh-huh. knowledge right c is missing here uh uh-huh. right? yeah so, sadly <laughs> context is there it's, it is it is tacit yeah <laughs> it's tacit <laughs> yeah Yeah. yeah so you just make it like you like you do fc uk so you can call it dciq that's perfectly fine mhm right so we mm-hmm. didn't make something new yeah, no let's go let's let's call it dic it's it's basically, it's basically it data it, information context context knowledge definitely yeah, is going to right. going on my linkedin <laughs> <laughs> so so i would call it data context information why because uh, when you, when data gets operated by c on i uh-huh. it becomes k uh, right uh-huh. Uh, right so say so uh-huh. it is dcik that's the correct flow but if you want to make a pun to it then you call it call it dick that's the sort of problem but so as far as this dick or uh-huh. dcik is concerned right there's no difference between human and machine now there's something unique which machines will never be able to do and i challenge elon musk for a debate on that <laughs> what's that yes i i, I, I would wait for his, his 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 comment on this if if your podcast reaches mm-hmm. to him and i would pray it reaches right so i hope i hope it reaches <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I have my own convictions, right? I'm telling from my conviction. Definitely. Definitely. So I mean, you've been working in the industry for a while, and you'd have an idea about what's happening out there, right? Uh, so important thing here is all these three things in Dick, or four things in Dick, they are mm-hmm. driven from past. Mm-hmm. We human beings are also driven from past, but till mm-hmm. we are driven from past, we are machines, and when we get connected to future. we become more human i hope what it, what i'm trying to say you understand that is very powerful sentence coming coming right makes from, sense right now makes sense so when people sell tell me that you are you know ai can you tell me i lose my job what will happen to this i said what was you doing mm-hmm. if you're doing which is driven from past driven from data mm-hmm. then be prepared mm-hmm. get fired <laughs> and i think human and machines can do that very easily imagine mm-hmm. how calculators got on the market how watches got on market because the ai called google is there all these maps i remember when i was to drive earlier we used to carry those big paper maps all that gone why mm-hmm. because those those things uh, were replaced by ai so anything which mm-hmm. is driven from past driven from data will always be outsourced to this box called ai it can be google it can mm-hmm. be facebook it can be tesla it can be amazon it can be it can be some xyz mm-hmm. it can be even to three right right so mm-hmm. this ai is which is driven by past is can be encapsulated machine what what ai mm-hmm. can never do is future ai can never create a future like humans do. and that's why ai can never yeah. ever replace humans humans can dream not not night mm-hmm. dream humans can do day dream that ai can never do can ai do day dreaming Can still, I know there is coming. Uh, AI, there is AI, AI, yeah. AI comes coming, which are writing poetry, which are writing stories. You know this. Uh, what is that? Uh-huh. Yeah, this latest NLP, NLP engine. Uh, latest NLP engine, which yeah. has come by Google, right? What is called? GPT three. GPT three. Yeah, GPT three. So yeah. You can generate yeah. prose and stories and all that, but still, mm-hmm. it is very synthetic. Can AI create a poetry like human? And can it? Can it? And and can it? Can it trigger those emotions in in fellow humans? I doubt. Maybe someday. Still, 
still this, this, this conversation got very philosophical is still is still <laughs> it is driven by past let me justify my answer again because i'm challenging this uh uh-huh. go ahead famous name here you got to quote got to quote elon musk and i'm just refuting him uh-huh. right now go so ahead. i have to very clear right so fundamental uh-huh. thing is that, that the last uh, thing of this dick is w and what is the w mm-hmm. so dick uh, after dick you have big w and what is this w no pun intended What's here w? Okay. Oh, funny thing here. What's W? W is wisdom. W wisdom, wisdom. Oh. Wisdom. What do you mean by wisdom in, in context of AI? Yeah. So, machines can never be wise. You can have artificial mm-hmm. intelligence, you can have artificial data, you can have artificial knowledge, but never artificial intelligence. Humans What if we Humans, humans can 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 are typically wise. When they gather a lot of data, read a lot of books, they become wise. they then they become preachers mm-hmm. right so i am not in that league so far and that's why i am not a baba or a preacher as of today right <laughs> i would love practice stay as humble engineer or innovator but mm-hmm. trust me there are people who are really wise and they stay silent that's what happened to buddha when he when he got that knowledge people asked him what mm-hmm. what is it what is it what did you get why did you leave your family your wife mm-hmm. your, your your young kid and you left everybody and then you you for this knowledge you know mm-hmm. i'm not telling anything the first thing which mm-hmm. he told those who know will not tell and those who tell mm-hmm. they do not know will not know <laughs> makes complete sense so that is the true But wisdom damn. that is the true wisdom uh-huh. and trust me no machine can replace that wisdom which buddha got which gandhi got which uh, all the big rishis unheard rishis in our mm-hmm. indian mm-hmm. Uh, system and even even in us you mit professor richard stallman right mm-hmm. stallman uh, is is like that right? stallman uh, is, if you meet him he is no different than modern day rishis right i met i fortunate to meet him uh, thrice thrice you can google he he was uh, head of mit artificial intelligence lab cisa mm-hmm. it's called cisa so mm-hmm. he is true hacker yeah, i'm looking at him yeah professor richard stallman Um, mm-hmm. I'm fortunate to meet him thrice. Um, really, he is he is he is, he is the wise person on our planet, sir. Professor Donald Luth from Stanford, he is wise person. Mm-hmm. Andrew Zhang, of course, he's everybody knows Andrew Zhang nowadays. Nobody knows Stallman. That's irony. And like everybody knows mm-hmm. Linus Torvalds, nobody knows Stallman because Stallman and Linus Torvalds are connected. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows Linus Torvalds, but nobody mm-hmm. knows Tanbom. Again, Linus Torvalds, mm-hmm. everybody knows because. Uh, Uh, that's a different story altogether i suggest you to watch a movie called mm-hmm. uh, revolution os which kind of uh, gives mm-hmm. this whole history is free on freely available on youtube i think 90 minute long movie documentary so that will kind mm-hmm. of uh, give you a lot of ideas about how this whole thing developed and whole this ecosystem of computing mm-hmm. ai developed over the years how linux mm-hmm. played a important role how computing played a important role and how this will continue to play important role just to answer a question simply uh, single line answer to question i've told you so many stories here in this small answer mm-hmm. and we invented mm-hmm. new term called dick also so <laughs> this dick w mm-hmm. that's the most important thing <laughs> fantastic yeah so this dick uh-huh. w dick is for hum- machines dick w is for humans right so that w part machines can never create never replace and that's where real humanity will lie let machines rule us we are wise we know how to undo what we have done the undo button still lies with us in w so the w contains the undo button don't worry <laughs> I'll tell Elon Musk. Elon Musk, don't worry. We have the undo button in W. <laughs> you create machine. I've got like. Ah, uh-huh, go ahead. Yeah, that's what. That's a message to Mr. Musk. If he wishes this post, uh, listens to this post, uh, podcast, that undo button is mm-hmm. in W. <laughs> that's the short <laughs> message. So let the machines become like, as powerful as, as, as they are, but they can never create future. Mm-hmm. We human beings can always, through our wisdom. can always create a future and bring that future to present and act on it machines always derive from past past to present mm-hmm. while humans always mm-hmm. from future to present if you want to grow lot of humans do that also mm-hmm. through their emotions if you are emotionally challenged or you are mm-hmm. not focusing or there some something happened you mm-hmm. had heartbreak and all then you take your decisions always mm-hmm. from past to present then always remember mm-hmm. this thing that boss i am being machine here machines also can do the same thing they always drive their present decisions Ooh. from past right so always so drive a decision from future that's human damn <laughs> so you you just dropped a massive bomb you saying that if you if you drive your decisions from the past then obviously you're a machine 
Yes. And if you do it from the future, well, congratulations, you just made human. You are just human. Yeah, you are just living your 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 being human. That's it. Being human. That's more important. All all thanks to Salubai. <laughs> <laughs> you are being human when your decisions in present are driven by your future. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you are, you are so, still stuck in a past, you are machine, uh-huh. and you can easily be replaced. So I would like to conclude this whole conversation by saying that deck D C, <laughs> but not that that deck. It's like D I C K. Sure, let's call it D I C K. But DCIK is more appropriate thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, DCIK is more appropriate. DCIK yeah. basically means first you have the data. This is this happens with humans, right? First you have the data, then you get the context, then you use the information, and then you convert it into knowledge that is used in the real world. to solve problems damn but this is this one, is one theory this one theory take away theory yeah that's and, what machines are doing and ai can do that yeah ai can easily do that so everybody yeah. who listen to this podcast please ask this question to yourself are we acting like mm-hmm. ai are you in a day to day job are you are you uh, just uh, creating knowledge or, or just consuming mm-hmm. the knowledge then boss you are in really bad shape all the professors will be out of business very soon Because you are just <laughs> consuming the knowledge and, and recreating the knowledge and giving that gyan over webinar and and all these classrooms and all nobody is listening to you. Trust me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because that machines are yeah. doing every day, right? They are better, better than you. Right. But but if you have Definitely. some wise, if you have wisdom, words of wisdom, then of mm-hmm. course uh, you are more human and you have a future with machines. Otherwise, I completely agree mm-hmm. with Elon Musk here. You don't have a future mm-hmm. if you are just knowledge driven. And I'm a kind of you must be future driven as well. Yes. Then only you are real wise person, right? You must utilize that knowledge. You should not be proud of those knowledge, continue degrees, and 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 say that I am wise person. No, knowledge doesn't come from degree and that uh, the kind of thesis you written. No way, boss. Knowledge comes mm-hmm. from how you can create a common future with all your stakeholders, and 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 show them that vision, and then bring that to present, future to present mapping you can do. Mm-hmm. That's more human. then you are being home human here mm-hmm. otherwise you are machine machines can also do that and typical corporatization mm-hmm. in, in in american system you are from business class side you understand that part maybe right. I, i may be completely wrong i never done mba in my life but uh, the the corporatization world is uh, knowledge driven powerpoint driven right excel sheet driven mm-hmm. data driven information driven but rarely some people talk about wise uh, wisdom i'm going to say wise wise thing so All the boardroom meetings they become bored, B O R E D boardroom meeting because <laughs> because uh, this PowerPoint that's why PowerPoint happens there. Right? Your your wisdom dies. <laughs> If you're wise, you'll be asked Definitely. to go out. And that's why I agree with this guy. Definitely. What's his name? Subramaniam, right? Rahul Subramaniam or somebody? Yeah, I completely love his post. Yeah, Rahul 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 Subramaniam. Uh, yeah, I love his uh, corporate uh, jokes and all. Right? <laughs> the, the way he he puts the thing in perspective is brilliant. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's what this corporate oh. world is doing. So I think better okay. if you take the message from AI. AI is telling you, boss, remain human, mm-hmm. stay human, be human, forget the past, mm-hmm. go to future, mm-hmm. come back to present. Go to future. Okay. <laughs> thank you so much for thank you so much for coming up, Narendra. Yeah, I I still feel uncomfortable saying Narendra for some Please, reason. Dude, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for coming up, man. All right.